said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Right from day one, God gave his people dominion. We were designed to rule this earth. We were designed to uh, ha- uh, dominate and be in control of, of everything that takes place. But then, you know, through the fall of man, you know, some things happened. And, but we, we jump right into the New Testament. And here's where I want to base my whole message off today. In Luke 10, 19. Just going to give them a second to put it on the screen. It says, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Now, there's two words I see there that's key. We see power in the beginning. I give you power to tread. And at the end, or midway through, it says, over all the powers of the enemy. Now, I like what uh, the New King James Version, if you can put that up. They've done a translation. Power, the first power in the Greek means authority. And so this is more up to date. It says, behold, I give you authority. You've been given authority today. It says, to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall any means harm you. So I I looked up authority. I looked up uh, some meanings for it. Authority is delegated power. Um, I looked up different definitions. and, And one said the power or the right to give orders. Make decisions and enforce obedience. Like that's a whole sermon in itself. That's just definition out of Google of authority. But we can enforce obedience through the word of God. We can make decisions on behalf of what God wants because he's given us authority. And then I, I, I found another one and it says authorities are people who have the power to make decisions and to make sure the laws are obeyed. That the laws are obeyed. God has set up laws. There's certain spiritual laws out there. And, you know, it also says, them that delight themselves in the law of the Lord day and night shall be like a tree. When we know the laws of the Lord, when we know his word, and it's in us, it makes a difference. But we've been given this God-given authority. And... I just want to go to Ephesians for a minute and say that in Ephesians 6.10 it says, Finally, brother, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. It doesn't say your might. It says his might. See, his might's stronger than ours. Right? We think we have to do it on our own. But we don't. We do it on his might. And his authority. Because he's the creator of the universe. He made everything. He's the one that's in charge. And he's the one that says, here, here's, your, here's my authority. I give it to you. I give you authority. 
And, and I love the scripture that says uh, in John, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. He's given us authority in our life and power. And there he says, Jesus says, you know, I did great works, but you can do greater works. Uh, that that kind of just blows my mind to think that I could do greater works than Jesus. But he said that. It's his own words. It's not mine. He's left authority here for on this earth for us to have dominion, for us to have authority to walk in. Just think if we all were walking in that. There would be a change. You know, and when I was thinking about authority, you know, I, I've heard this analogy done before, and, and a police officer has delegated power. Power is given to him by the courts. And a traffic cop can be out there in the streets guiding traffic. Stop. you got to stop. But think about it. That car that he, you're telling to stop has more power than your human body. It could run you over. It could destroy you. But when the cop or the police officer speaks, you stop. Because he's the law. He's the power. Everything's invested in him, in the legal system, in what the laws of the land, the courts are, that you got to obey it. You got to stop. It's like even driving. And, the, and, you know, probably nobody here has ever got caught speeding, but you know, you know, you're driving. Like, you don't just ignore the police officer behind you with these flashing lights, do you? Right? You pull over and you stop. It's because he has authority. It's not because of the flashing lights, but it's because of the investment behind the flashing lights that cause you to pull over. Well, that's the same way with God. We as believers, like everything was done on the cross through Christ. Everything was invested. He has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And then he says here, Behold, I give you power. I give you authority to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy. He gives us this. Now, some of the language there is a little off, maybe serpents and scorpions, but it, it's basically talking about the enemy, things in your life. When, when Satan tries to attack you with things, we have been given authority. Just think if we walked in that authority. In Ephesians 6, 2, uh, no, not, not, not that one, sorry. It says in James that if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. That's authority. Resisting. No, stop. When you arrest, uh, <laughs> arrest. when you <laughs> resist the police officer, what happens? About six of them gang up on you and cuff you and take you to prison or jail. You know, but we need to resist the enemy in our lives. Walk in that boldness, that authority. Um, so I was thinking about uh, the authority and, 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 
and the power, and I want to go back for a minute. I think the problem with us is, is a lot of times we walk in our own might. I'm going to go to Ephesians 6 again. Uh, and it, when it says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I think the problem is we try to walk in our might and we don't daily arm ourselves with armor. And the Bible says as I go on in, in that reading, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high place. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. I want to back up for a minute and go to that. I just want to concentrate on one word where it says, for we wrestle, I think we spend too much time wrestling with the enemy. If we're walking in our authority, we shouldn't be wrestling the enemy. But it seems like we're wrestling stuff all the time. We're wrestling with our house payments. We're wrestling with our sicknesses. We're wrestling with our minds, with depression. You know, we're wrestling with our kids. We're at odds with them. You know, we're wrestling all the time. On our jobs. It doesn't matter what it is. We're wrestling. It doesn't say that. We shouldn't be wrestling. It says to stand. You, you, you can't stand if you're wrestling. You can't stand if you're wrestling. When you're wrestling too, and if you're watching, they're all tied up. You know, they're moving. It's just a constant battle, it seems. Oh, you know, you take him from behind with a rear naked choke, and then he gets out of that, and he gets you in an arm bar, and it's just this massive fight back and forth that goes on. And it seems like in our lives, we live that type of turmoil with wrestling with the enemy. But the Bible says to stand against it. Now, the problem is we don't have ourselves armed. If we go on, he tells us to uh, put on the helmet of salvation and uh, take the shield of faith and gird our loins and, and have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, the, the sword of the spirit. But here's the problem. We're like this, unarmed. The darts start flying at us. And, and, and we're taking these hits from the, it seems like from the enemy, Satan, anywhere. And so now we try to find our armor and we're getting, oh, I got, a, I got an arrow here and oh, I got a dart here and we're still trying to get armed. And we wonder why we live a defeated life. You know, if I wanted to get in a fight with somebody, um, I'd want to take them unarmed. <laughs> I'm sure to win. Right? He, takes, he attacks us when we're not armed. We need to be armed. There's something about that. About putting our body armor on. Like our military people do. They put their body armor on. And they have their weapons on. You know, and then they can just stand out there 
It's kind of like the embassies. You see the guards standing there. They protect them. They're all armed big time. But nobody's crossing the line. <laughs> we need to be armed. Or we lose the fight. We get pulled into a wrestling match. It's just like the WWF. We're wrestling all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> if you watch that, we shouldn't be involved in the wrestle. We should stand. And you see, all these things that, you know, when I was reading this, all these things that God says to arm ourselves with, it's all out of the Word. If you don't know the Word of God, <coughs> you don't know how to defend yourself. You don't know how to fight back. Or you don't know how to stand. But when you know the Word of God, you're equipped. If you want to equip yourself today to stand and to walk in this authority that God has given you, Place the word in. And in the mornings, arm yourself. Put the helmet of salvation on. Take some time and spend it with God. Don't go out of the house without your armor on. And we go every day out of our house without putting our spiritual armor on. As long as we got our natural clothes on and we look good that way, we feel good. But if we put our spiritual armor on, we can walk in a new authority. We can walk in a new power. We can walk like the people walked in the times of Jesus. Silver and gold have I none. Rise in the name of Jesus. Before I end this message, I want to go to an example. Of walking in authority in the Bible. Paul was uh, on the ship and he was going to Rome and he was going there to be tried and a storm come up and the ship crashed and they all got out of the storm and got to the, to the beach and the island was Malta and um, when they got on Malta the Bible says, the islanders showed unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed all of us because it was raining and, the, and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat. Get that, we're going to go back in a minute. Fastened itself to his hand. I'm just going to stop there for a minute. You see there, it was almost like Paul was saved from going to prison in one respect by the crash of the boat being tried. But he got on this island and, and he, he went and got some more wood and he said, I'm going to put more wood on this fire to make it increase. And and then this viper come out, and it was driven out by the heat. You know, sometimes uh, this this is how many people know the the times you press closer to God, what happens? 
It seems like all hell breaks loose in your life. The, uh, the Holy Spirit moves in in a, a new, fresh way in your life, and then the next morning, all hell breaks loose. And that's kind of what happened here. You know, he, he put more wood on the fire, and, uh, and it increases, and as we have an increase of, of the presence of the Lord in our life, we have to realize that there's vipers that come out. There's, there's, and these vipers are not just, I'm not just saying like people, but they're things that attack us in different areas in our life. And uh, it jumped out of the fire and it bit him and clamped right on his hand, this viper. And any one of us here, if we were camping and we built a fire and a snake jumps out and bites us here, we'd be all freaking out, right? I know my wife, she would be just hysterics. And so would Hannah, like she's scared of mice. And, uh, <laughs> but, but some of us are scared of certain things. But, I mean, can you just imagine that? Think about that. You know, that snake jumping out, biting you, and then like a whole, like just shook, you're just, and that's how it is with our life. When we get bitten, when the enemy attacks us in an area of our life, we send, a lot of times we get shaken. We get confused. We get thrown off. It throws us off pace of where God wants us. But you see, Paul wasn't like that at all. That snake bit his hand. He wasn't a bit scared of that. And all the people were, they were chit-chatting, and they were wondering what's going on. And, and they're like, well, they're just waiting for his hand to swell up or die or whatever he's going to do. And he didn't freak out at all. But he used the authority that was given him. He knew the words even that God gave him that he wrote. But he used the authority. What did he do? He just went, shook the snake off. He just shook it off. We need to shake the things off in our life that attack us. We need to shake the sicknesses off. We need to shake off the financial, you know, the payments that we're having trouble making. We need to shake these things off, these spirits of depression and suicide that's rampant in our city. When it tries to attack us, we need to shake it off and walk in the authority that God has given you because he's given you a peace that passes all understanding. He's given you a command that, that it doesn't matter. It says, behold, I give you power or authority to tread on those things. And nothing will harm you. When we're walking that way, we can shake these things off. We cannot be moved by what happens around us. You see, Jesus wants us to walk in this authority in, in this new decade coming so that we can be people of power. That we can do exploits for the kingdom. That we can take it outside these four walls and walk in authority and reach the lost and heal the sick and set the captive free. Amen? Amen. This is where you run around the church. <laughs> in the old days. I'm excited about that. To feel that God is moving us to a new level. That he's going to accelerate this in our life. In your life. Because it's for whoever. Every Christian has the right to walk 
in the same power that Paul did. Everyone here. Doesn't matter how old, how young you are, how smart, how not smart you are, how rich, how poor, it doesn't matter. These things are for anyone who is a believer in God and we can walk in that authority and not be tramped down when we declare these things in our life. You see, the cool thing about all this, they were all sitting around and, and they were just waiting for Paul to die. They were, they were chatting. You know, we in the church have had attacks or in our life, uh, physical attacks or mental attacks or financial attacks and everybody's just sitting around and waiting. Oh, wonder, think, are they going to make it through this? Are they going to be able to overcome the sickness or... Are they, are they ever going to get out of debt? <laughs> That's what the world would say. But they got their eyes open. They got their eyes open. Did you hear me? They got their eyes open. They were looking at what the bad things that were going to happen to Paul, that he was going to die because he was bitten by a venomous snake. But he, was, he didn't die. You see, God protected him because of the authority that he knew who his God was. God will make this way for you this morning when it seems to be no way, when the scoffers are standing there saying they'll never make it. I'm telling you, you can make it this morning because of the authority and the power that God has given you. I want to finish this story because we got to lay hands on the sick. But the, the final part of this portion of scripture is tremendous. After he shook the snake off and they realized he wasn't going to die and he didn't swell up. You see, sometimes you get bit, but God doesn't let the venom get in your skin, get in your bloodline. Because if you're filled with the power of God and if you're covered by the blood of Jesus, that venomous snake blood is not going to work with the blood of Jesus. But after, after that and everything was done, Paul went to one of the uh, chief officials of that island. And the father was very sick in bed. And Paul went in to him and he prayed. It says he placed his hands on him and healed him. Because of the anointing and the authority that he was walking in. And then what happened after that? Everybody on the island that was sick, they brought him to Paul. He prayed for them all. And the Bible says they were all cured of their sickness. I'm telling you, that's something to shout about this morning. We have a God that if we walk in our authority and we walk in that power, it may look like sometimes the enemy might have an upper hand. But God always comes through when you know who you are in Christ. And then you just step out and you can take that and take it to the world and upset Kitchener, upset Ontario. Think about this. Think about this church just for a minute. Think about if every individual here could grasp what, what the authority is God has given them. Okay? If we could just grasp it and walk in it because it's for us, Think of the impact we'd make in Kitchener. It'd be bigger than Kitchener. It would affect this whole province. 
It's up to you. It's up to me. We can accelerate a move of God. It's got to start with us first. And he'll change things. Let's all stand as I close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray for every individual in this place right now. Lord, I pray that, uh, that people will grasp the importance of walking in the authority that they have been given, Lord. Lord, I pray that that would uh, sink deep into their hearts, burn into their hearts, Lord, that, that it would cause us to, to be in the word every day. And know what our authority is and, and, and put on this whole armor so we're not wrestling against everything that comes by us, but that we'll just stand and shake it off in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us that kind of uh, authority. Give us that kind of mindset, Lord, I pray today. Lord, I pray for anyone here that's sick. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing over those sick people. If you're sick here this morning, place your hand on the area that, 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 that you need a healing for right now. Just, just place it on that. And I'm going to pray that the power of God would go and touch that area in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you see these areas in everybody's life, uh, where if it's on the side, if it's on the chest, Lord, if it's on the neck, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I step forward in the authority of God and in the power of his might, and I command them to be touched in the name of Jesus this morning. And anyone that has been battling depression, we come against that in the name of Jesus. And we declare that Jesus Christ is bigger than any spirit of suicide or depression. Today, in the name of Jesus, we declare this over their lives. That the peace of God that passes all understanding will come into their mind in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak financial miracles Lord, I speak that over people that need a, a miracle, a financial miracle in the name of Jesus. I pray the Lord that you will uh, increase the amount of meal and oil in their, in their uh, kitchens and in their uh, bank accounts, Lord, that, that you would take and multiply that. Lord, just like you multiplied the fish and, and the loaves in the name of Jesus, I declare that over financial things today. Lord, I pray if anyone here doesn't know Jesus as their Savior, Lord, I pray that this will have stirred their heart and that they will make a decision today to follow you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Pastor Ken. Today we're going to follow the example 